Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast, radio show coming to you on this Sunday, December the 24th, 2023. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. Christmas Eve, everybody. Hopefully this finds you spending time with your friends and family and doing more shit you love with people you enjoy because, as you know, your life is too short not to. Uh, I don't know if we typically do these on Christmas Eve or not, but it just happened to uh, fall on a Sunday where I got a bunch of work to do, and Friday was hectic, and so here's your episode for the week. I'll keep it quick and crisp so you can enjoy uh, your holiday time, or if you're listening to this on your holiday ruck or walk, or maybe you're traveling to a family destination, hopefully it provides you some uh, some motivation or some insight or a couple of laughs uh, along the way here. Before I jump in, just a quick couple housekeeping things. One, our 47-day transformation is kicking off here on, I believe, January the 8th, 47daytransformation.com. We'll put the link in the show notes for you guys if you want to sign up for that. Uh, you'll have full access to everything inside the 47-day. We will coach it in real time. So starting on the 8th, all the way through 47 days. Uh, And then if you guys want to stay on in the app after that, you'll have uh, the option to do so. But again, if you're looking for something that is basically laid out for you, we hold your hand through the entire thing, the workouts, the nutrition, uh, a lot of the uh, personal development stuff is built into that as well. I believe all those things are married together. So not just your physical fitness, uh, but your mental, you know, fitness, your emotional fitness, and if you're a spiritual person, obviously, um, that'll come into play as well. So 47daytransformation.com, you guys can pick it up today if you want to. We'll start it on uh, January the 8th, but um, you'll get a peek at everything that's inside if you guys do purchase it today. And also, you guys already know, um, the Jeremy Scott Fitness app, you guys get a week for free, jeremyscottfitness.app, links in the show notes. Uh, All my weekly workouts are in there. Uh, Every program is in there um, except the 47-day. It's the only one that's a premium option. As of right now, we're working on a rebuilt one that'll be a premium option too. But for right now, you get access to, I think there's 13 total programs ranging from four weeks all the way to 10 weeks. Um, And then there's a 1,000, literally 1,000 other workouts in terms of upper body splits, lower body splits, mobility, uh, nutrition, mindset. There's 100 plus uh, Sunday Advanced Metcons in there. Uh, and everything else under the sun. Our microdosing mobility program is in there. It'll live in there forever. We'll never take it out. Our Action Hero Jack 2.0 is in there. That'll live in there forever. So if you guys want to check it out, uh, you get a week for free. You can stand for a couple of pennies, but jeremyscottfitness.app, and you guys are good to go. And then all their other homies um, we work with through 2023 are going to be in the show notes. Uh, And you guys already know, um, I take AG1 every single day. It's the one thing I never miss. Not only did it replace my multivitamin about six years ago, uh, it replaced a lot of other things. I take it every day because, in my opinion, it's the best tasting greens um, on the planet. But there's prebiotics, there's probiotics, there's digestive enzymes in that bad boy, magnesium, B vitamins, uh, a bunch of adaptogens, vitamin C, all the things to help uh, support immune health. Uh, And again, if you're looking for like a foundational nutritional supplement to take and you, you don't want to spend a bunch of money on 14 different things, this is the one thing I would spend the money on. I do think it's worth it. Uh, if you want to try it, 
Right now, we'll give you guys a year supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with order one if you just go to drinkag1.com slash Jeremy Scott. Now, if you want a free sample, 100% for free, you pay us nothing, you owe us nothing for it, all you have to do is send us your mailing address. I don't care where you live, what state, country, providence, we will send you sample packs to try for free on me. I'll pay for the sample packs, I'll pay for the envelopes and the postage, you name it, we'll handwrite your name on it and we'll ship that thing right to your front door. You can try it. If you like it, you get hooked up with all the free stuff from there and you get to take it each and every day. So if you've heard other people talk about it, you've heard it on a different podcast, maybe some other fitness person or health person has mentioned it, reach out to us, we will send you the free sample pack and if you like it, we'll give you another free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with order one. All you got to do is go to drinkag1.com slash Jeremy Scott for that stuff and hit us up if you want a free sample today. Don't feel weird. Please reach out. We're happy to help you guys. All the other sponsors are going to be in the show notes. Our friends at dryfarmwines.com slash Jeremy Scott Fitness. Buy a bottle of wine. Get the next bottle for a penny. This is organic wine. We don't mess with the cheap shit. Our friends at Sleeve Sold Separately, where I get all of my joggers, my hoodies, a lot of my workout gear. Um, you can always use the code JSCOT15 for 15% off. And my friends at JLab Pro, I've worked with Jay for over a decade. This is where we get our protein, turmeric, our collagen, and our krill oils. JeremyScottFitness.JLabPro.com. We always have a discount code in the protein. I think we have one on the collagen as well. And then they do a bunch of holiday savings ones um, to help you guys save a couple bucks. So if you want our free supplement guide, it's inside the app, but I can send it to you outside of there. And it'll go over all of these uh, supplements in detail, the ones that we take on top of eating real food, of course, each and every day. So that, my friends, is my spiel to kick off. Now, we just wrapped up our Sunday Advanced Metcon series here in-house, which for those of you who know the origin, uh, years ago we started doing these quote-unquote Sunday Advanced Metcons in-house here. On Sundays with a small group of us, uh, originally it just started as me uh, showing up on a Sunday doing hard shit that I didn't want to do during the week. Uh, so obviously I work a real job, I have responsibilities, there's a lot of things um, I, I am responsible for here and I do manage. And when you work out really hard, especially when I was younger and I would go so hard, um, your body's beat to shit and you're basically just a, you know, you're dead man walking, you're a zombie. And there's certain days you can do that, and there's certain days you can't. You know, it's practice mode versus playoff mode, as BJ Kador, uh likes to coin it. And on a Monday, it's really tough to go playoff mode if you have, you know, 22 emails to send and six calls to make and five people to meet with. This is really tough to do. So I, I would reserve it for Sunday to do some of these. For me, the metabolic things are worse. I always enjoyed... Uh, kind of lifting and uh, the bodybuilding style training or kind of strongman style training. And not that I didn't incorporate any of the aerobic stuff, but I always like to just, you know, pick up weights and, and jack steel. That was more fun to me than, you know, riding a salt bike till you want to puke. It's just, it's not attractive to me um, during the week. And so I would reserve it for Sundays. And uh, I would invite, you know, some of the, the crazier people who wanted to come to it come to it. And, and most of the Sundays would be uh, like me, uh, Jeff, who's here, who's a savage, uh, Chandler, um, Rachel, Lindsay. There's like usually probably five to 
to six of us at most. Sometimes it was just, um, you know, us four or five, and that and that's what it was like for a long time. And then as more people uh, would hear about it and it would gain a little traction, now it's become uh, something completely different. And we have groups here of, you know, now it's 20, 25, 30 people come, and they're just the worst uh, workouts ever. Um, they're fun for no one. But if you're a crazy person and you like to, you know, you hate yourself enough and you like the abuse and you, you like to push yourself in a, a self-competitive environment, even though you're not really competing with other people, you are, but you aren't. Um, this is what it's become. And uh, obviously the pandemic happened and we couldn't come in here for a while, which was fucking dumb. But so that was the world we lived in. I can't wait till they write a documentary about the dumb shit that we did in uh, in 2020, man. Like, you convinced us to put on a mask and walk into a restaurant, and then when we sat down at our table, we could take our mask off and eat and drink and laugh and talk shit, and then when we got up to go to the bathroom, we had to put our mask back on to walk to the bathroom. Like, that's really what that's really what we were doing, and we couldn't come to the gym. You can tell I'm still bitter about it, but, man, that was the dumbest, the dumbest fucking era of life. Anyways, um... We couldn't do it uh, during that time frame, so what we did was start filming them for all of you guys, and for a lot of you listening, we did 54 extra podcasts that year because I was trapped in here for, you know, 10, 13 hours a day um, trying to make everything work and build up parts of the business because I couldn't literally train the hundreds of people who wanted to come in here, and so we started filming these Sunday Advanced Metcons on Sunday, and we've we have not stopped since then. We've shared them basically every week since, uh, I believe, March or April of, uh, of 2020, whenever that uh, stupid shit popped off. And those are the ones you guys see where we write them on a whiteboard and we deliver them at home for you. The ones we do here in-house are obviously much different. We have, uh, you know, in my opinion, one of the best gyms um, to train at. We have a ton of open space. Uh, on a Sunday, we can run around the building here in the air park. We can do a lot of stuff uh, inside, outside. It's really great. And so we had their last um, Sunday Advance Metcon today for these guys. And uh, we keep track of points, and uh, we have winners, and uh, we give away a lot of gift cards, and there's these special T-shirts we make. We've turned it into a whole thing. Obviously, it's gotten out of control like like most things that uh, we end up doing here, but Today was the the final day, and it's a a day where I'm not going to go over the entire workout, but they get 40 minutes, essentially, um, to rack up as many points as they can. So within 40 minutes, if you can, you know, row a 2K, you'd get five points. If you could um, ski a 2K, you'd get five points. If you could do, you know, 75 pull-ups, you get five points. And everything has a point number. If it was, you know, 100 mountain climbers, you get one point. So you're trying to get as many points as you can. Uh, in the 40 minutes. So it is competitive and it goes towards your obviously yearly total. Uh, this time around, we did something a little different. We did a, a double, or, double or nothing. So they work out basically for the entire quarter um, and accumulate, you know, let's say 100, 150 points, give or take. Um, and you can bet it all if you want to. And today we gave them three options. One, you could do this Erg Ironman, which for us is 60 minutes or less, and you have to do a 5K ski, a 5K row, and a 10K bike, which is extremely hard to do um, in under an hour. Nobody nobody took us up on that offer today. And then we did uh, 30 building laps. And for us, uh, a lap around the building is uh, just about 400 meters, um, give or take. And uh, you could do 30 building laps in 60 minutes or less. And we had our man Joel um, 
he actually did that today, and he made it. So he doubled up on his points. He did 30. He basically ran um, for 50-some-odd minutes, got it done in just under an hour, which is super fucking impressive and a miserable day. Um, I was out there lunging, and uh, I ran a lap around the building, and then I did uh, some plate carries. And, you know, I'm just he, every time he's just passing me, boom, 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 just nonstop. Pretty impressive, actually. And then uh, we had my man, uh, Jeremy Williams, who's a complete fucking psychopath, we had him try uh, 950 assault bike calories in 60 minutes or less to double his points. And uh, he's done more than that before. But like I always say, you got to feel good uh, on certain days to do certain things. And uh, this day he came up short, so he gets a zero um, for the entire quarter. And that's the that's the caveat. You can double your points and basically pull vault yourself up the rankings, or you can get a zero. Like, he never even showed up. And so he got a zero. But I'll say this. In an hour, this dude did 915 calories on the assault bike. Now, anybody listening who wants to just go and be miserable anytime in the next week or two, go set the clock for an hour and see how many calories you can rip off in the assault bike. 915 is what he finished with. If he would have got 35 more... He would have doubled up the points, which is like another, essentially a half calorie like per minute, um, a little bit more, which is insane. I go, it didn't sound like a lot, but every calorie counts. Every extra half calorie does add up. And that is, um, I don't think I can do that, honestly. I don't think I can get 900 calories in an hour. I don't know. Like, I've done like 450 in like 30 minutes and that was miserable so I'd have to double that pace I don't I don't know man I don't know if I have it in me anymore like I hate myself enough on a lot of days but that's just something else man so my hat's off to him so he gets a zero for the day but um it's by far the most impressive thing uh anybody did today for sure and then shout out to uh to Sarah um she won her fourth championship and then shout out to my man brian benjamin brian here works with us and he um he knocked out 550 assault bike cows in under 40 minutes plus a couple other things um to get uh the overall point total over my man jeff so that was our day today our sunday advanced metcon series day it was uh it was real for sure but Anyways, let me get into uh, the episode here. I, I do want to share two quick things I did find uh, before I jump in here. One was on, uh, and maybe they're both on Instagram. People send me a lot of stuff. Um, a lot of times it's, it's comical or educational or uh, or a mix of both. But uh, this one was a guy had threw a post out, and his name's Eli something. I believe he's the actual MD. Uh and he wrote, imagine going back in time 200 years and telling people that their butter, beef, and whole milk is going to make them sick or kill them and offer them instead corn, oat, oat milk, cornflakes, canola oil, and fake meat sauce. You know, quote-unquote science and cholesterol. Now, obviously, he's he's joking here. The point is, is that you know what we eat and drink in the current world is... A lot of it's not real food. Um, it's fake food. And if you look at the average you know, supermarket, 
you'll realize that most of it is ultra-processed fucking garbage. And again, I'm not against, you know, almond milk and, and oat milk and those things. In fact, I, I you know, I enjoy them both, you know, uh, in coffee and certain things. And, and I don't do certain dairy products because they don't uh, agree with me, especially in, in heavier doses. But that's the comical thing is saying, like, you know, man, you have these doctors, you know, for years and uh, a lot of these even health, you know, quote unquote, health pundits now, you know, People will vilify everything. Oh, don't eat meat. You know, don't eat beef. Don't uh, eat butter. Don't uh, drink whole milk. But, you know, eat all this other fake shit. That's way better for you. It's, again, I'm not against the plant-based options for stuff. I understand the ethical reasons and, and people like it for, you know, for what it is and they use it in lieu of something else. That's fine. I'm not talking shit about it. But when you look at the ingredients of, like, of like fake chicken versus real chicken, you know what I'm saying? Like, Ingredients, grass-fed beef, and then 17 other things to make this fake grass-fed beef. There's no fucking way you can convince me this thing that has 17 essential you know, items put together to make it mimic grass-fed beef is better for you than the actual thing. You know what I'm saying? It's When I, when I hear that stuff, when I see like, oh, you should eat, Jeremy, don't eat this chicken because whatever their belief system is, eat this, you know, fake chicken that's made up of 29 different ingredients. When I hear that, <clears throat> whatever you want to do is fine. But for me, I look at that as like, well, I could eat, you know, grapes or drink a grape soda. Now, one of them is actual grapes and a grape soda tastes nothing like a fucking grape and there's nothing grape about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I look at that stuff. And it's, it's funny to me that, uh, you know, hundreds of years ago, the basic things you did, you can still, again, obviously I love technology, I love the advancements, and I love the education, you know, we have now that we didn't have before, but we used to do a lot of things better back then than we do now because there were just less options. And that's the, the point is that what you eat and drink in the current world should look like it did in the old world. This Again, I'm not against minimally processed foods. They're great. They're convenient. They work like protein powders and those things. But the ultra-processed garbage, um, it's what's it's what's killing us, man. It, it really is. Um, I just got off the phone with a guy. I'm at a coaching call today, actually, on Christmas Eve as I did my ruck. And uh, he's about 370 pounds. He's a big dude. He's got a lot of weight to lose. Um, and he'll lose it. I'm very confident in that, and uh, we're just talking strategy um, and planning and, and what I suggest, and the first thing I said is, I'm like, you just got to commit to the minimum effective dose every day of what you can do. So if you can do any mobility stuff, sitting on the floor while you watch TV, do it. You touch your toes, touch your toes. You put your hands over your head, put them over your head. You can, can you get your hamstrings loose? Can we open up your hips a little bit? Can we just move you know, in a 90-90 in a real slow way? Can we do some box squats? But on top of that, just walk. I said, just walk, man. Like, just move your body through space. Like, if you can commit to 30 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day. I go, but if it was me, if I was you, I would say I'm going to walk for an hour every fucking day for 365 days. You can start today. You start tomorrow. You can wait till January 1st. Doesn't matter. But whatever it is, you commit to 365 of walking every day. And you might as well start today. 
because it's not going to get any easier tomorrow. You might as well just do it today. And that, and, and on top of that, we talked a lot about food. And he's asking basic questions about, you know, eating certain things. And is it okay, you know, I'm bigger, is it okay if I eat a sweet potato um, with my chicken at, at dinner every night? And I'm like, yes. Yes, that's okay. I've never met anybody who got overweight, unhealthy, and sick off eating sweet potatoes. Unless you have some severe allergic reaction. That's not the thing that gets you. Nobody ever became 300 pounds overweight by eating sweet potatoes. That's not the thing. If you're going to tell me you're on a, on a fat loss journey, you got 100 pounds to lose, and you want to eat two apples every night before you go to bed, that's fine. If, that, if that's what you're doing, that's cool. You know, well, Jeremy, what do you mean? Nobody ever became 50, 100, 200 pounds overweight by eating apples. It just didn't, I, I've never, I'm not, I'm not saying it can't happen. I just don't think it's ever happened in the history of mankind. People self-regulate so much better when they eat real food. They really do. So if you're, if you guys are on a journey in the new year, do mobility. When you watch Netflix, it's so easy to do. If you want to do it at the gym, do it at the gym. But if, if you're too lazy to do that, do, do it when you're at your house. Just hanging out with your kids or your dog or whatever, you can build it in. On top of that, walk. Just walk every day, man. Like, I can't say it enough. If you walk 2,000 steps right now every day, get it to 3,000. Get it to 4,000. Or just set a, a minute uh, limit and say, hey, I'm going to do at least 25 minutes every day, 365 no matter what. And those little routines pay off. And on top of that, just eating real food. That's it. We can talk about macros um, and meal timing. I think it's important if you know uh, how many times a day you're going to eat. I think that's great. I think if you know about what times you're going to eat each day, that's great. I think if you know what's a kind of about is going to go in the meals, I think that's great too. But if if you're too if you're not even there yet, or it's too overwhelming, or you have too much anxiety thinking about it, just eat real food, things that are minimally processed: apples, blueberries, bananas, raspberries, blackberries, cauliflower, broccoli, asparagus, golden potatoes, sweet potatoes chicken, ground turkey, ground beef, you know, really, really simple things, you guys. It, it doesn't got to be more complex than that. Yeah, you can add in different things like peanut butter and, and yogurts and, and all that stuff's great, but just look at it. Is it. Does it look like real food? Does it look like nobody fucked with it a lot? If you can just start there, not for every meal, you can still go eat pizza and do your things, but just be mindful of it. But if the base of what you do can be that, you're going to be successful. You just are. And, and, and limit the, the alcohol and, and try to get decent sleep and, and try not to abuse drugs. I know it's, it's tough, but if, if you can start there, you're going to be successful. And that's it's basically the, uh, the sentiment I echoed to him. I'm like, just you got to move more for sure, and you got to just eat real food. And if you can do that for, for the most part, you are going to see the weight just melt off your body. You're gonna, and on top of that, you're going to be healthier. You just are. And uh, that motion creates emotion. And you're not just going to stop at, at 6,000 steps or 7,000 steps. You're like, oh, well, I've been getting 10,000 a day. But the other day I got 14. It becomes a game. You gamify it a little bit. You keep it fun. You keep it funky. And you say, hey, I commit to doing an hour of walking every day. And I commit to doing 15 minutes of mobility every single day. For a lot of people, if you do that, it'll change your life. And then if you can get in some specific workouts with a coach or he's on our app too, dude, you'll be a different person in a year. You'll be a different human being in a year your entire life will change. So much healthier, so much happier. So that was my chat with him today. 
<clears throat> oh, last thing I want to uh, share just from uh, Instagram real quick. I saw um, somebody share this. It was uh, um, for all the old heads out there, you know. So, uh, In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. I hope most of you guys know that. Um, this guy was uh, saying it came on for a few minutes at work, uh, and the song is just playing through. And he goes, as Phil Collins, In the Air Tonight comes on, I was the only person who did the air drum solo. He goes, not one other person did the air drum solo when it hit. And he goes, I don't want to work here anymore. I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. I feel that. Uh, I feel that on a high level. I feel like if you're the type of person who hears in the air tonight and you don't try to mimic the drum solo like Mike Tyson did in The Hangover, I don't know if you and I can be friends. I really don't. Um, and I mean that sincerely. Anyways, uh, I'll kick into this real fast. I'll get you guys out of here. But um, this is a message from my man, Pat Rigsby, who just uh, shot it out, just a handful of things. Um, just a few thoughts, you know, for Christmas Eve as you guys are heading into, you know, the holiday season and into a new year. And, and maybe next week I can get um, Heather on here to do a, uh, kind of an end-of-the-year uh, holiday wrap-up. I know she has a lighter week at work. In fact, I think she's going to be off for the week, which is going to be nice and healthy. Lord knows she needs it, and I need it, and I think everybody does, man. Um, I'm a, I'm the biggest fan of, uh, of working hard um, and grinding as anybody, but you can't do that your whole life. You just can't. And uh, I'm not against, you know, you do what makes you happy. If you want to work, 100 hours a week, every week for your entire life, and that makes you happy, respect, do that. If you want to, you know, work part-time um, at a dog shelter, you know, for 20 hours a week for the rest of your life, then do that. Um, I think there's probably a balance somewhere in the middle there, but everybody's different, and you got to find what makes you happy. But what I do know is you're not meant to work five, six, seven days a week, every week until you die. That's not what we're here for. It really isn't. And I've been guilty of this as much as anybody. Um, you put too much time into things because you want them to just be great and you really want to help people. But you have to help yourself. And at some point, you have to find uh, the Mendoza line of, of what is giving too much to others and not giving enough to yourself. And money's important. We all need it. The world's fucked. They fucked the money. Um, so you got to find different and better and creative ways now to to grow it and to build it and, and to keep it and to sustain whatever kind of lifestyle you need. But you can't spend every waking hour doing it, you know, saving, you know, and saving. And for what, man? You know, you actually have to live life because you could wake up one day um, and things could just completely go sideways on you. Uh, it could be mental stuff. Uh, it could be physical stuff. It could be emotional stuff. It could be you personally, it could be a friend that's super close to you, it could be a family member. And again, most of you are listening to me, you're at the age of, you know, close to 40 or over 40, and you know someone um, who's died in your family. You know someone who's close to you who has passed away, or someone who's got a cancer diagnosis, or someone who's got in a life-altering accident, or something happened to them. And they probably had all these plans for what it was going to be like. And now life looks completely different. And I'm not trying to be morbid and depressing on Christmas Eve, but 
just be mindful of your time um, and how precious it is and how fast it's going and know it can change on a dime, both good and bad. Um, I say this a lot on here. If you're going through some shit and you're having some really rough times, I can promise you it is going to get better. It is. Um, And trust me, dude, it is hard to see the forest from the trees and I have lived that as much as anybody and I know it's rough, but it will get better, you know, unless it's the end. And if it's the end, then it's the end and there's nothing you can do. But short of that, like it is going to turn around and know if things have been going great for you and everything has been rocking and rolling and been smooth and amazing, there's going to be some bumps in the road. It's just inevitable. Nobody gets out alive. Nobody gets out unscathed. And, um, you know, that's, that's kind of the game. I guess what I'm, what I'm driving at is work hard. Be good at your craft. Care about what you do. Care about the people you serve. But it's not everything. And you have to really just start understanding the time we have is very limited um, on this earth. And if there's things you've been wanting to do, I would urge you to start doing them now and not putting them off for a year or three years or five years because... God willing, you do have another 30, 40, 50 years in you, but maybe you don't. And to me, life is just all about feelings. You know, can I do things that, you know, make me feel healthy and happy and that I enjoy? And without that, none of the other shit really matters. The fucking money, uh, the praise, the accolades, uh, what people think of me really doesn't mean shit if I'm not healthy and, and happy and enjoying my life in the way that I'm living it. So, Anyways, that's just a quick rant before we uh, jump in here on a few thoughts um, just about success in general, whether that be fitness or relationships or career or finance or everything in your life. These are just random thoughts about success to take with you as you head into the new year. And the first one is your potential is unlocked through persistent effort, not sporadic attempts. And I think you guys know this if you're trying to save money. Uh, it's not the sporadic attempts of you doing it. It's the day-to-day, the dollar cost averaging, the day-to-day savings. Those of you trying to get fit, it's not you walking for 20,000 steps every four weeks. It's you walking for 8,000 steps every single day. The persistent effort of doing it. It's not you eating great two days in a row eating like shit for two weeks. It's like you eating well, healthy, and balanced most days versus just the sporadic efforts. It's you just finding a path and sticking to it and working on making it better versus these random get-rich-quick, six-minute abs, you know, that type of um, lottery ticket mentality. Those are the sporadic efforts that'll really never get you there. It's the persistent effort that really is going to unlock your potential and get you to where you want to go. The next one, success means balancing ambition with appreciation for the now. I just touched on this. It's it's cool to plan and to prep and to want to achieve things and, and strive for things and do hard stuff. I'm a fan of that. And you can do all those things, but you have to appreciate where you're at right now, even if it's not where you want to be. So if you are 370 pounds and you have the ambition of being 300 pounds, that's cool. Appreciate where you're at today and work hard to change it. 
and get a little bit better and know if that this is the rock bottom, then that's great. It's not going to get any worse than here. We're only going to get better every day moving forward. The next one, never underestimate the power of a positive mindset and overcoming obstacles. Again, it's tough to be positive, man, when you're getting just beat down, beat down, beat down, beat down, and beat down. And uh, it, can wear, it can wear on a person. It really can. When you're, you're trying something, you're trying everything, and it's failing and it's not working out, it's real hard to, uh, to go to bed and wake up the next day and think it's going to get better and think you're going to get through it. But if you don't think that, you're never going to get over the obstacles. They're always going to be there. You have to, even in the darkest, you know, shitty times when things are going sideways and you feel like it's never going to work out, if you can just have like a ray of, of positive sunshine in your fucking brain and let that never go dark and let that be the mindset that helps you overcome things, eventually you're going to get there. And being, I don't want to say like, you know, positive to the point of being, you know, delusional, but the power of, of looking at things through a different lens is powerful. It really is. Next one, embrace challenges. There are opportunities for growth disguised as obstacles. And it, again, for me, pretty much every shitty thing that's happened in my life, um, I've been better because of it. Um, you grew from it. You had to. You didn't have a choice. You became stronger because of it, physically, mentally, emotionally, all those things. But it's rough, man. You know, it's like as you get older and you go through enough shit in your life, it's the uh, the Gino Ariyama quote where I think they UConn had lost one of these you know close games, and uh, he says something like, "You know, I, I get it now." Um, he's like, "I don't need to, I don't need any more lessons." He goes, "I understand the lessons." Like I. I, I fucking get it. Like, I don't need any more of these kind of heartbreaking losses. And I think as you get older and you get more shit that comes your way in life, and a lot of you can relate to this, this bad thing happens, then this negative thing happens, then this thing happens. And you're like, I, I thought I already learned the lesson, you know, from this. And maybe we did and maybe we didn't if you believe in God or the universe or source energy, whatever the fuck it may be. But you start to question, like, why am I having to deal with this shit right now? Why do I have to deal with this again? I thought I already learned this lesson. And I don't have a perfect answer for you other than you just got to embrace the challenge. And and as rough as it may be, look at it as an opportunity to just grow and, uh, and kind of evolve into something, you know, more badass than you are already. Next one, remember, every high achiever was once a beginner. Every person you see crushing it started out with one rep, you know, with one deal closed. Uh, with one credit accomplished. Every person you see crushing it was once a beginner. And that should give a lot of people hope in, in a lot of things that they do. Every person you see at the gym who's who's training hard and who's fit, they were once a beginner. Every single person you see who's financially successful, who did it on their own, and mom and dad didn't gift it to them, they were once a beginner. They were once dead broke and had a negative net worth and they worked their fucking ass off invested and they saved. And again, there's timing and, and luck that comes into play in all these things. But every single person that you see who's a consistent high achiever for a long period of time was once a beginner. Next one, 
Your habits and behaviors are the road to results. Again, it's not what you do some of the time that matters most. It's what you do most of the time that matters most. Next one, dream big, but appreciate the small. I think this is important for a lot of people in uh, in business and just in life in general. We think bigger is always better. And I'm not against, if you want to go out and build the biggest business in the world, that's amazing. But know your personality type and know what works for you. Um, for me, I have no desire to be on TV or to be famous. Um, I don't need to build a billion dollar company. Those things are not important to me. For some people, they are. And that's awesome. That's a great big dream you have. And I have aspirations and I've done a lot of things that I've set out to do. And there's other things I still want to accomplish. But I do appreciate the small. I do appreciate the little parts of it. And I think there's a lot to be said about that. And what success looks like to you versus somebody else, you know, can be completely different. Some people have to, you know, be a billionaire to feel successful. Some people just have to have enough money to feel comfortable, pay their bills and, and, you know, live a life with their family and be world's, you know, best mom and world's best dad. Both are great. One might be big to society, one might be small to society. There's no wrong answer. So dream big, but appreciate the small stuff. And honestly, I think when you look at it at the end of the day, some of the quote-unquote small things that we do in life end up being the ones that are the most important. Next one. In the pursuit of success, never lose sight of the value of integrity and kindness. It goes without saying. Uh, Don't sell your soul um, for a couple bucks. And you can always be nice to people, no matter how famous or rich or successful you get, you can always be not an asshole. You can always be a good person. And it's kind of like the, you know, the old saying in the corporate world, like be nice to to people on the, on the ladder on the way up because they're the same people you see, you know, on the way down. And, you know, maybe you'll always win. Maybe everything will always work out for you and you'll never be down on your luck and you'll never be the hand that's, you know, reaching for help, but odds are, and statistically speaking, in life, you're going to need help from people from time to time in certain areas. And I think if you're a person who's striving to be successful in anything in your life, if you keep your integrity and if you're kind to people, you're going to win more in the long run. Now, obviously, if you're a killer and you're a murderer, you're going to win as well. If you're really willing to just kill everybody in your way to get where you want to go. And I'm not saying you can't do that, but you can do that with kindness and you can do it with keeping your principles intact. Next one on the list, the strongest foundation of success are built with bricks of failure, my friends. I know a lot of people are afraid to try uh, and put themselves out there because they fear um, the embarrassment and judgment of the world and the people around them. And I'm not going to share a ton about this, but Heather and I did our adoptive family um, on Thursday. And uh, I'll, I hope I can get her on next week and we can um, share more about it in detail. Otherwise, I will um, at that time. And uh, the part I will share is we met the, uh, the mother of these kids, and I think there's seven um, 
I think there's seven total kids uh, living in the house, if I'm not mistaken. Heather can correct me if I'm wrong. And uh, we're talking with her, and she was talking about doing, uh, you know, like food service, like doing a, a food truck. She's like, everybody loves my cooking, and my family loves it, and I make plates for, you know, people in the neighborhood here. But she goes, I've just been so afraid to try. I just I have a real fear of failure, of it not working out. And I'm not going to sit and have this dialogue with her at the moment, but it's like, what are we afraid of? You know, like, if it doesn't work out, what? You're just in the same spot that you're in now? At the end of the day, no one in, in the world's going to remember this, whether you made it or didn't make it. Nobody will give a shit. No one will care in 100 years. But if it does work out, it'll help your family. It'll help you. It'll create a sense of purpose. And even if you do stumble along the way, you and again, I can promise you, if you start a business, and Heather shared this with her, we, we've, we started a business. We fucked up a lot of things. We failed a lot of things. We, there are certain things we don't do now that we used to do. We're learning as we go. But all of the success that we've had and the foundation of anything that we've built here is just on failure. And that's in the gym too. Any success you have in the gym is all built on failure or close to failure reps. Or at least when you started, you were terrible. Like your form wasn't great. Your range of motion, your strength, your endurance, none of it was good. All of your success and all of your essential, you know, physical body is built on failures. Your entire life is that. You crawled before you could walk. You know what I'm saying? Like everything that we've done is built on us fucking it before. The only reason I'm nice now is because I was a fucking asshole before. You know what I mean? Like the only reason I am I have gratitude now and perspective now and I'm humble now is because of the dumb shit that I said and did and went through before. The strongest foundation of success that you will build in your life is going to be off of the failures and you trying and attempting stuff. And with that, the next one is every setback is an opportunity for a comeback. You just have to be resilient. The only way you're going to really fail is if you just quit. Now, you might not make it to whatever the goal was, and you might not achieve this specific title or make this specific money or hit this specific PR, but you're going to land somewhere. You know, like shoot for the moon, you kind of land on the stars type bullshit. It is true, though. If your goal is, hey, I need to make... $10 $10 million this year, and you failed miserably, and you made $6 million. Not a bad year. But that setback only sets you up to have a better comeback next year, and you're just this resiliency of just you keep going and trying and trying and new things and unfolding. Eventually, you get there, or you get damn close. With that, you have to embrace life's detours. They often lead to you to unexpected opportunities. Lord, do I know this uh, more than anything. I'll share this quick, and I'll do the last couple. I'll get you guys out of here. The reason that we are in, I'm in this building right now, is because we we leased a space down the street in our business for seven and a half years. I saved up my pennies to be able to lease a different space by the time the the old lease at our other place was up, it was just time for me to go. I needed something better. And uh, in my mind, again, I didn't have any money as a kid. And this is seven years ago now. I 
was like, well, I need to save enough money to lease another space so I can do a little bit of a build out. Maybe the landlord will, will do like a TI, some tenant improvements um, for us, help us paint, and we can buy some equipment and we can make the, the Jeremy Scott Fitness, the physical gym, uh, even nicer. And I was looking around and I went to look at a space and it was more money per month than I wanted to spend. And it wasn't a three-year lease, it was a five-year lease. And the, the landlord was not real flexible with what he wanted to do. In fact, he was kind of a fuckface um, about it, which really, I still was like, well, maybe because I'm like, I was, I'm in a limited area. There's not a lot of real estate here in the Scottsdale air park. It is very, very expensive. And I didn't know this is seven years ago. I didn't really know what my options were. And I remember walking out of that, that meeting and I'm with uh, my man, shout out to my man, Mike D and our broker, Josh. And Josh is like, yeah, man, let's not do this. And now Josh would have made a bunch of money on that deal. Because I think when you looked at the end of the lease term, you're talking like over half a million dollars um, minimum just for front end. And Josh is like, no, this is that's not a good fit. That's not what you want to do. And they're not really, you know, being flexible. And they're not the type of people you want to work with. And the reason I'm sharing this is because the message is embrace life's detours. They often lead you to unexpected opportunities. And because I couldn't find a space that worked for us, and because the spaces that did work for us, the landlords were essentially being fuck faces, it led me to having this conversation with Mike and Josh of, hey, maybe you can actually buy a place. Instead of paying a landlord, maybe you can just own your own space, be your own landlord, and reap all those benefits, which started the journey, and I'm not going to go through every detail of it, which eventually led me to putting in an offer on the building that I'm sitting in right now that we fucking own. That has changed my life completely in a way that I never could have saw coming before. And instead of me leasing a space, which would have went on during the pandemic and Lord knows mentally, Lord knows mentally where I would have went or, or what would have happened or how that would have played out. But instead I'm here and now this shit is worth probably four times or five times what I paid for it. So you're talking real money now. Um, and that was never my plan. But the detour that led me to not being able to find a space to lease that that wouldn't work for my business led me to this unexpected opportunity here, which has changed the financial scope of my life and Heather's life forever, regardless of what happens. So even though... At the time, it was stressful, and I was, you know, running short on time, and I felt like I didn't have options, and I was having all these shitty feelings. It led me to probably one of the, the smartest investments that I've ever made in my entire life. And I think if you look at your life, a lot of those little detours can lead to these other amazing opportunities as well, if you just kind of keep your eye focused on what's really important. Next one, success is a journey that requires adaptability, resiliency, and perseverance. I think you all know that. Anybody you know that's successful just has to keep chopping wood and carrying water each and every day. Now, obviously, you can take a day off and chill and do whatever, but the people you know that are successful, they kind of live their life by a certain code, and they're just they're cut from a, a certain kind of cloth. Even if they're different in personality types and, and different in tactics, the adaptability, the resiliency, and the perseverance, they all have it. 
laced in their DNA. Next on the list, the most successful people are those who can transform challenges into changes for the better. The most successful people take a challenge and they turn it into a change for the positive and for the better, and they become better because of it. And that's hard to do because a lot of people, when they hit a roadblock, they tend to just, well, that's it. I got a U-turn and go the other way. And then there's the people who are just like, fuck it. I need to go up. You know, I need to go around. I need to go under. I need to go through. But I'm getting to my fucking goal no matter what. And you're going to have them. In your physical body, there's going to be aches and pains. There's going to be injuries. There's going to be sickness, internal, external, you name it, mental. All those things will happen. But you just got to keep showing up. Same thing in your marriage, you're going to have issues. In your job, you're going to have issues. With your kids, you're going to have issues. You just keep showing up. And remember, you got to find joy in the journey, not just the destination. I talked about this at nauseum on a million episodes, so I'm not going to rehash it. But you got to enjoy the ride. You don't got to enjoy every second of, of every day. But you have to enjoy the journey because that's what your life is, the journey. Your life is not just the destination. It's the actual journey. And no, real success is marked by the positive impact that you guys have on other people. It really is. And whether that's your coworkers, your friends, your family, your kids, or just random people that you light up because you smiled at them, you let somebody cut in front of you in their car, you paid for the drink ahead of you or behind you, you know, the little random acts of kindness. That's what real success is marked by, in my opinion. It's the positive impact that you have on the lives of people around you. Are you a connector? Do you lift people up? And just know, like, the greatest competition you guys have in any endeavor in your life is the person you were yesterday. Like, that's the greatest person you're competing against. It's just you. Nobody else. And the last two, before I let you go, success is more than achieving. It's also about contributing and uplifting. If it was only about you to enhance your own personal life and just be, you know, the richest, most famous, uh, most published, uh, the most notoriety, and you never contributed anything positive or gave back, what's the point of all this? You know, what's the point of making a shit ton of money if you can't help anybody else with it or you can't enjoy it with a bunch of other people? I don't understand. It's kind of like being super fit, like in the gym, but you can't run around the block or you can't go for a hike or you can't ride your bike because aerobically you don't have the capacity or it's not part of your program or it'll burn too many calories or too little calories or it's not efficient enough or it'll eat this much muscle. Like don't let your fitness die in the gym type of thing. Like don't let your success die inside your business. Don't let your success die inside you. It's not just about accolades and achieving things. It's about contributing and making people better around you. And the last one, my friends, is in the pursuit of success, remember to build bridges, not just climb ladders. I'll say that one more time for the kids in the back. In the pursuit of success, in whatever that is to you, whether that's getting a certain degree whether it's making a certain amount of money, whether it's getting a certain job title or starting your own business or having an amazing family or being the fittest person you can be or competing in an Ironman, whatever your pursuit of success is in any or all areas of your life, 
remember to build bridges behind you, not just climb the ladders. And what that means to me is I need to allow other people to follow on the success journey with me. I don't need to give you the exact blueprint. If you want it, it's there. But I can build a bridge for you. And I can show you how I did certain things. And I want you to come with me. I don't just want to do it by myself selfishly. I want to leave things behind for other people. I want to help you get there. And if you don't want to go exactly where I'm going, I can help you get to a certain destination because there's a bridge there. Not just a ladder for me to personally climb. I want to help you do something as well. It's why Dave and I obviously kicked off the mastermind group that's starting in January. Um, it's important to us. We've both done a lot of things in business um, and in, in life too that um, we can help other people do and make it uh, more efficient, uh, better, faster, stronger. We can rebuild you. Um, those types of things. And that's what I think is important is just being a, a connector, being a community builder, and being somebody who builds bridges to help those um people around you. I think that to me is what success is. So anyways, um, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Just a few thoughts uh, on success and a couple random stories along the way. Hopefully you got something out of the sun is actually starting to shine here, which is so awesome. I just, I love, I can't imagine. Um, it was raining here for like two days in gray and it was like starting to get me kind of down a little bit, um, among other things, but it was, uh, just not fun. Like, I just, I like, I like the sun, man. I really do. Hence why I live in the desert. And uh, hopefully you guys find a couple of rays of sunshine during this holiday season. You can get outside and do some fun shit um, that you love. But um, you guys have any questions on anything or requests, obviously hit me up. Again, our 47-day transformation is kicking off here um, in early January. If you want a free sample of AG1, you guys obviously hit me up. All the other sponsors and the podcast stuff is in the show notes here. Uh if you're on Apple Podcasts, drop it a five-star, leave a comment. I'd appreciate it, as always. If you're on Spotify, drop it a five-star. Share this with a friend, fan member. We love when you guys share these on Instagram and uh, Facebook and everywhere else. We, we love to be re- reshared and retagged. Uh, it means a lot to us. Selfishly, it helps our business a ton. If you want to give us a Christmas gift, drop those reviews. It would be great. If you want to do it on Google, um, I think the Google review is in the show notes, too. That helps our business a ton as well. We appreciate it. And... Uh, I just hope you guys have an, uh, a wonderful Christmas. I really do. I hope you have a great Christmas Eve. hope you have a great time on Christmas. Um, tomorrow, I'm probably going to get up and watch Die Hard. That's kind of been my go-to uh, Christmas routine. So get up, put a fire on. Um, Heather bought us a puppy, which I'll let her talk about that. I love her to death, but man, she's just... <sighs> my wife does what she wants, man. Um, bless her heart. And uh, so we got a puppy now in JC, our almost 14-year-old dog. Get up with those two, put a fire on, watch Die Hard, hang out. Sun will be shining later on. Get a workout in and just uh, enjoy some time with friends and family. And hopefully you guys can do the same. So if you're watching on YouTube, we appreciate you guys as always. Again, the Jeremy Scott Fitness uh, YouTube channel is 100% free. You guys can subscribe there to get all of the videos that we post on all the platforms and access to everything in those playlists. And obviously, the Jeremy Scott Fitness app, you guys get a week for free. And if you want to try it, you'll get all my stuff in there curated in perfect spots. So you can just plug and play anytime you're at home or at the gym and you want to get fit and healthy. So have an amazing Christmas, you guys. We appreciate you. We appreciate the support. Travel safe. 
And uh, until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.